We didn't talk about theme music, but hopefully that'll be a thing. Okay. You can do some covers of silly songs with Larry. Oh, fantastic. Hey everybody, welcome to the Legume Room, the VeggieTales Rewatch podcast, where a Jewish atheist and a pastor's kid rewatch every episode of VeggieTales in chronological order. My name's Tessa, and I'm the Jewish atheist. <laughs> My name's Alexis, and I'm the pastor's kid. So, we're best friends, um, and we decided to, we've been wanting to make a podcast together for a while, we've had a couple ideas, this one was probably the best we've ever had. Um, it was Alexis's Best idea. Best idea I ever came up with. Yeah, well, Just I was across the board. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. That was really good. So, um, we are fresh off of the first episode of VeggieTales. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, we're fresh off of the first episode of VeggieTales, Where's God When I'm Scared? Um, and we will discuss that in a little bit, but first, we, uh, just want to give you a little bit of information about our personal relationships to, um, God. So... Alexis, do you want to start? God or also VeggieTales? God and VeggieTales. Yeah, of Both. course. Um, I it grew up on VeggieTales. My dad is a pastor. He planted our church 15 years ago. So that is my entire background in history is like all Christianity. Um, recently, I've become uh, less of, uh, evangelical as I was raised and kind of uh, chilled out a little bit, I think. Uh from the VeggieTales propaganda, I recovered, um, but that's still something that I believe in, and I, I am a Christian, and continue to stand by that, even though there are things that I, I have questions about. Tessa, where are you at? I am culturally Jewish, kind of. I'm, my, my mom is kind of vaguely Christian, my dad is vaguely Jewish, my, our whole family is <clears throat> um, pretty atheist, we don't really do any kind of religion things I've never been raised to believe in God um I am however very involved in like folk music communities which have a very strong gospel influence so I've grown up listening to old white men sing about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and like I really genuinely enjoy that music even if I have never believed in God and um often feel almost excluded from those spaces because of my Jewish uh, cultural heritage. So, that's where we're at. Solid. <laughs> Solid start. So, we just watched Where's God When I'm Scared? Where's God When I'm So Scared? Um, so scared. Very important to pronounce the title properly. Yeah, there's two S's. So scared. So scared. Um, which, so each episode of VeggieTales has two stories and a silly song with Larry, which will be discussed in great detail later. Um, I think some of them might just be one story, but most of them are two. Oh, wow. And, and are they split into two? Are they, like, They're long? split into... Some of, them, some of them are split into two halves. So some of them are multiple stories. Some of them are... Most of them, I think, in the beginning are, like, separate stories, though, so... Alexis has watched almost every episode of VeggieTales. I have watched none of them. Yes. Which is part of why this is so great, is this is just, like, trip down memory lane for me. Um, all of the things bringing back weird memories. It's gonna be a strange time for me. It's gonna be great. I really hope that this is a fun thing for both of us. So let's start with the very first story 
of VeggieTales ever. VeggieTales, this was released in 1995. Um, it's called Tales from the Crisper, which I want to talk about that name because I don't really know. Does it mean, veg like, vegetable crisper? Or is it, like, I a... I think so. Like, like, yeah, your crisper drawer in your refrigerator. Like, I think that's kind of what they're oh. pointing to. Because the entire thing takes place, like... The vague idea is that they're on sets on their countertop in their kitchen. Yes. Like, this is a human's kitchen, and the vegetables are on the countertop. But all of the episodes and all of, like, the stories are set up as if the, um, this cast are playing, are, are all actors in a movie. I love it. And so the, the idea is that, like, they introduce every episode with, like, starring this person as this, and it's just, like, Larry the Cucumber. Um, yeah. But that's... The idea is that they're all staged on top of this countertop and then recorded and filmed in the counter. So this episode presumably takes place inside the crisper drawer of the refrigerator. Yes, with Junior Asparagus. Junior Asparagus. So, where's God when I'm so scared? Junior Asparagus watches kind of a Frankenstein vegetable parody. Frankencelery. Um, Frankencelery. Uh, his mom, who looks like Marge Simpson, tells me to go to bed. He's like okay, I'm not scared. His mom's like, I think you're scared, but whatever. Uh, Bob and Larry just, like, show up in his room. I feel like they, like, dropped from the ceiling. I kind of missed it. Did they... I also... There's no no clear introduction. I don't know where they came from or why they're there. Yeah. Larry falls in the toy chest. Bob is just kind of there. And then they sing... A song about God. The the hit song, God is Bigger Than the Boogeyman. God is Bigger Than the Boogeyman. Yeah. Still ingrained in my brain, could have sang it before we watched this episode, on cue, if someone had asked. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> okay, I have, um, this is, I have a theological question for you. I'm gonna have a lot of these. Cool. There's a line, let me look through my notes here. There's a line where he says, he's talking about the slime monster, who is not... A character that I've heard of is in your religion or theological not theological question. If God can shoot slime out of his ears, is that the point that we're getting to? Let me finish. Okay. So Junior Asparagus is like talking about all these things that like scary monsters can do. He's like King Kong's so big, and they're like God's bigger than that though. Um, also, I was really surprised that like isn't King Kong trademarked? That's weird that they can use that. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, they got away with it. Um, and then he talks about the slime monster, who I don't think is, like, a real character, and he says, um, can God squirt slime out of his ears? And so I'm, I know that God could, because he can kind of do anything, right? Is that his, that's yes. his, so. That's his. But also God doesn't yeah. have, like, a corporal form. But then I was like, but Jesus, so can Jesus? Uh, no, because Jesus is fully man, so he has the same abilities as anyone who is human, um. But he turned water into wine. Right, but the distinction is kind of more made between, like, technically within that story, Jesus is not the one turning water into wine. He asks his father to turn water into wine, so God is the one doing it. Um, But they're all, I mean, the the whole thing of Jesus is, like, fully God and fully man, which, like, doesn't actually track normally. Like, that's not how things work. But the idea is that that is, um... The reason he was able to be the sacrifice on the cross is because he was a fully human, um, and that's, like, what it took, uh, was for a fully human person to take on all of the sins, um, and then 
through that and defeated them. That's much. I don't think Betty Tills ever touches on like crucifixion, which is probably good. <laughs> I feel like that's a good thing to maybe avoid when, in your children's show. So what I'm hearing is God, slime monster, Jesus. God could make Jesus do it. Jesus probably couldn't do okay. it himself. Awesome. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. Yeah, so that was really one of my main points. One of my main things I wanted <laughs> to talk about. That was your only question. Your only takeaway was, can he shoot slime I had more. Well, we can talk about Phil Winkelstein from Toledo. Please. Uh, that joke is so funny. I also feel like we need to talk about how god-awful the animation is in all of this. Oh, God, yeah. The, the lighting... Well, it's 1995. Give him a break. It is 1995. I don't know if it gets better. It does get better, not very quickly. Okay. It stays bad for a long time. Awesome. So, Phil Winkelstein from Toledo. There's a part where they're, I think it's like in the middle of the song or something, they kind of stop, and Frank and Celery, the uh, monster from the TV that uh, Junior Asparagus is so afraid of, comes into the room, and Junior Asparagus is like, oh my god, it's the dude who I was just freaking out about. And Frank and Celery is like, nah, dude, I'm an actor named Phil Winkelstein. I'm from Toledo. <laughs> Which is, yes, that's, I think that truly encapsulates the beauty of Edgy Sales, in which, like, there's so many jokes happening, happening so quickly, mm-hmm. and a lot of them are not jokes that a kid would catch. Like, they're really not. Yeah. Um, which that happens a lot in, like, children's cartoons. But I think the thing that's uniquely funny about Edgy Tales is that they continue to be funny. Like, yeah. What, it's probably been ten years since I last saw this, if not longer. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's still one of the funniest lines in the entire thing. Yeah. Because later, Junior Asparagus is like, uh, he's just an actor. It's Phil from Toledo. Like, it just comes up again. Yeah. Ugh. When I first heard it, I was really, really hoping that that uh, Frank and Celery was voiced by Phil from Phil Winkelstein from Toledo. He's not. However, he is voiced by Phil Vischer from uh, Iowa, which is close mm. enough. Close enough. Close enough. Basically the same thing. Yeah. I also, like, Phil Winkelstein is a very Jewish name, and so I don't know why... I don't know how to feel about that. I I don't... I I don't feel bad. No, I don't... Like, I genuinely don't know how much VeggieTales, like... One, it's 1995, so that's part of it. And I also, like... I genuinely don't remember whether or not there's significant problematic elements about Venture Tales moving forward, because um, it has been a long time, so we'll have to discover that yeah, well, together. I mean, I don't really... Yeah, it's not problematic. It was just really funny when it came up, because I was like, representation? There's a canonically Jewish character, wow. Canonically Jewish in this Christian cartoon. Yeah. <sighs> so good. And he's Franken-celery. It's a weird introduction. It's weirdly slow, to be honest. Like, there's some... I... 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 Um, simply from a, like, story structure point of view, mm-hmm. there are a lot of much better stories the further on we go. Um, yeah. I did my, my ranking of superior veggie tales, which is not the order we're going in, Yeah. but the ones I rank them in are, like, based a lot on what story aspects are good. R- real slow and real biblical in this first one here. Yeah, it was, it was, um, an interesting kind of introduction to the characters, because, like, to my knowledge... This was the first piece of VeggieTales content ever released. And so, like, people had no idea about anything. And the very, like, even before the story, it starts with that intro, right? Which is, like... Right, I want to know what your opinion on the intro is, because... (laughs) So if you haven't seen the VeggieTales intro, it's just a blank screen. And then 
Bob is like, Larry, you have to play the guitar. And Larry's like, I don't have hands. And then they talk off screen for like a good 20 seconds before Larry comes in playing the tuba, which I believe you need hands to play anyway. But then they do the opening song and it's like fantastic. It's really weird. It's a crazy intro. And so I can't imagine what it must have been like to be a little kid in 1995 and, you know, your your pastor is like, there's this new show out called VeggieTales, you kids should watch it before you go to bed and pray, and then you watch it, you're like, what the heck is this? That intro stays the same pretty much the entire show. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. The, the, also the joke about no one having hands comes back a couple times, it's so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good, yeah, a good show. I just I would like to highlight how um, theologically weak the entire thing is, and how much it is very much just like moral lessons. Oh yeah, um, which is all of Veggie Tales is like that they very much. Which the guy who created Veggie Tales, Phil Vischer, he basically was like, I I don't want anything to do with any of it anymore because he realized it was he realized it was a bad b propaganda and like three like literally like the some of the most legalistic uh framework to be teaching kids about god and the gospel is like here are all these laws you need to follow like that that i think will continue to show up but i think even from this first episode that's like so clear um in the way that they go about things i'm like oh man oh man (laughs) yeah so the main moral of this story was don't be afraid god is with you which is... God is bigger than the Boogeyman. God is bigger than the Boogeyman, which is brought up back again in the second story, um, which we'll talk about in a second. But first, it's time for Silly Songs with Tessa, the part of the show where <laughs> Tessa reviews the Silly Songs with Larry from a musician's point of view. My favorite segment. Well, this one was amazing. This one was fantastic. Yes. So this song is the Water Buffalo song. Which is, it's one of my favorite tropes where somebody starts singing a song and then they're very rudely interrupted and someone just starts screaming at them. Um, and then it ends. And then it's immediately over. The whole thing is like 40 seconds long. Um, I was really excited about the cowboy aesthetic. Um, that was a really good... I thought you'd be into that. Yeah. The, the, his stage on the, on the countertop. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. His cowboy stage with his little cowboy hat. He's so cute. I love Larry. I think you're gonna really, later on, we get to, like, some themed episodes, like Mo with the Big Exit, um, that's super cowboy-themed. I think you'll be a big fan of that one. Okay, I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, the Water Buffalo song, it was, I mean, there's not a lot to say. It do- does not last very long. Here's what I wrote was, um, note one, uh, there was an attempt made at yodeling, which I thought was very brave of him. Um, he did not a bad job, he didn't really move any notes, but he did do the little flip. Um, and then my next note is, that's it. <laughs> that's it, yep. Um, but it was great. Um, and we are also introduced to a new character who, I was really confused at first, I was like, why does the dad asparagus now have an accent? But it's a different asparagus. It's a different asparagus. It's Archibald. Archibald is a recurring character that we'll see more of moving forward. We saw him um, immediately afterwards. Yes, he is, uh, like, within, um, VeggieTales canon, he is... Uh, tends to be a very uptight and kind of stickler dude who gets into arguments with Larry a lot because Larry is yes the best character in the show. Larry is Larry the Cucumber. Larry is Larry the Cucumber. Is he related to the Asparagus family? 
Yes, yeah, so Archibald and then Junior are related, but I don't remember how. Okay, I, maybe we'll find out it's, later. They're... I feel like it was, like, father and son, but they have very different accents, and I'm not entirely sure. No, because there's a dad in the other one. There's a dad in the, uh... In Where's God One? In God, uh... Yeah, but Tales I, don't, I genuinely don't remember if that is, like, a character that shows up again, or if he just... Junior just hangs out with Archibald moving forward. Okay, cool. Archibald is the Alfred stand-in in the Batman... In the Larry Boy, uh, which is a Batman rip-off. Oh, like, wow. Like, very hardcore Batman rip-off. Gosh, that's he has, so like, exciting. Larry Boy cave. It's really good. Oh, my God. We'll get there eventually. Yeah. So, the second story um, of the episode is uh, Daniel in the Lion's Den, starring Larry the Cucumber as Daniel and Archibald as King Darius. Um, I knew of this story... Which I don't, I will not know all the Bible stories. I will know some of them that we talk about because of my uh, illustrated Hebrew Bible for children, which I read a lot. Um, and also, um, I knew this story from the Bluegrass Gospel songs that I've grown up listening to. Daniel Prayed is a great, great gospel song about uh, Daniel prayed every morning, even in the night, even though the king was like, you can't do that. So... Why don't you tell the story of Daniel Um, and the Lion's Den? Okay. The quick version is there are, there's this guy named Daniel who is a prophet. He can interpret dreams. And so, oh man, if my dad listens to this, he's going to be so mad at me if I get things wrong. (laughs) Oh boy. Uh, Here's the, I guess, disclaimer on my Bible stories as I retell them is, um, I grew up in a church, but also I am have not participated in any Sunday schools in a very long time, and I don't remember most of them. So this is this is what I remember. Anyway, back to our story. Uh, this guy named Daniel. He the king uh, brings him in, asks him to interpret his dream. He does it, and so as we as is illustrated in this wonderful Budget Tales episode, he becomes king's like secondhand man. Um, and then there are people who do not like Daniel because he's a Christian, um, and so they come up with this plan to get the king to make it so that anyone who worships anyone other than the king could be thrown in jail. Um, Daniel, uh, despite the fact he knows that he could be killed for this, continues to pray, which is like a thing you'll see show up a bunch in the Bible is like laws are made to prevent people from doing things and people continue to do them. Um, and then they're, they get put in jail or they get killed or we'll get this to Rackshack and Benny too, that one shows up again. All of the... <laughs> and then, so basically he he gets arrested and he gets thrown into a lion's den and these are hungry lions he's supposed to die um but daniel prays and when the king comes back he finds that daniel is like sitting with the lions in the bottom of this thing and they've not eaten him and it's a sign of god's grace and goodness and all of that stuff um however as illustrated in this video they do it all in song which i forgot this entire this entire uh episode is just songs mm-hmm. um you get our three dun- dancing um, onions, who do come back later. I guess they're scallions. They're like... I was thinking leeks. Leeks, maybe? I'm not sure. They come back later, and they, they are in threes like that, and they dance around like that in a couple different episodes, and yeah, I'm excited to get back to them. Yeah, they're kind of wobbly. I like their dancing. Very wobbly. Yeah. It felt very Gilbert and Sullivan-ish. Like, the way... Not just the fact that it was all told in song, but, like, the... I don't know, the, like, little organ flourishes that they had in there and the little trumpets. It felt very Gilbert and Sullivan-y. I loved it. Um, yeah, let's see. The like, songs were great. Uh, I Am King Darius. I've had a dream right out the gate. We got a banger. 
Um, and then the What You Gonna Do, uh, The King Likes Daniel More Than Me and You was, a, like, great. Another banger. They're, They're all, all kind great. of great, actually. They're all fantastic. There's, like, one at the end where, like, a woman is singing, and it's, like, she's really good. Yeah. And I found out that that's actually Phil Vischer's wife, Lisa Vischer. She also wrote a lot of the songs. Um, my favorite, my two favorite jokes in this. One, when, uh, Daniel is praying, and, uh, the narrator is like, you're in trouble, and then he says, did you say trouble? And then the door opens, hits the wall, swings back and knocks two of the leaks over, and then swings back open. That double take. Um, I had to go back and rewatch it, like, four times, because I was laughing so hard. It's really good. It's really good. And then the other one is when they throw him in the lion's den, and then, like, <laughs> the one of the leaks is like, those lions are gonna lie on you, and then, and the other one's like, my thing was funny, your thing was weird. What, they're gonna lie on him? Like, they're gonna collaborate or something? It's like, yeah, maybe one's gonna lie on him and the other one's gonna eat him. It's like, oh, so one's just gonna lie on him and be like, okay, you eat him, I'll just keep sitting on him, and then they're walking away. It's so funny. That joke goes on for so long, too. They just, like, keep- they just keep it going. Mm-hmm. So good. Like, it's so genuinely funny. Like, or, or like, I, the writers are so, so good at what they do that I'm so sad that their talent is being wasted. And I'm- and I- It is really funny that it's genuinely not funny because it's, like, cringy or bad. It's funny because it's actually, like, yeah. really well-written comedy. Yeah. And like the and like they have just the, the right amount of irony. This is a weird show. Like they know that they're being weird. Oh, for sure. And like yeah. I don't know. I just really want to know what the writers are doing now, because it's been twenty five years. I think Phil Vischer wrote a lot of this. It's like, if I'm remembering correctly, like it's this really tiny team of people, and like there's like five voice actors, and they all voice these different characters, and Phil voices like half of them, um, and it's just like like per- such a tiny production company that was just like i guess we're gonna do this now yeah yeah i wonder what they're doing i mean because like i feel like they could write for like actual i mean real shows you know but like i mean like ve- like network comedies and they would they would be really funny so it, at the very end the three wise men who uh conspired to put daniel in the lion's den um the king is like, oh, it was your idea. And then they are like, well, gotta go. And then it kind of fades out on the king, like, chasing them. And it's kind of like, haha, silly funny. Did that, so in the actual story, what happened to them? Did they die? Did uh, they... I don't remember. But the joke that they're making is a reference to Joseph. So Joseph, uh, in Egypt, there were the um, these three men who get put in jail um, for interpreting the king's dream wrong the pharaoh's dreams the pharaoh right. doesn't like what they said and joseph gets put put in there as well um but that is that's really clever i think that's a nod they're making is like to these three people who are in prison later i th- is, my, is what my brain went to um, that's so yeah no because you're saying they're going right. to egypt is such a specific line yeah i hear they're looking for wise men in egypt like because they just put yeah so that's what i'm saying like it's so good it's really good it's so good also, there, um, when Daniel's in the... So the king is like... Everybody's like, who's this crazy guy in the sky that Daniel's praying to? Like, you know, God isn't real. Only King Darius is real. 
But then when Daniel's in the lion's den, the ki- they say the king prayed that he would be safe. So he, so was he praying to Daniel's God? The story is that he uh, did not believe, but realized the worth that Daniel was like bringing to the kingdom, and it was very much like a like if this is real, keep him safe. Okay. Sort of thing. That's really um, nice. Because his, he kind of, yeah, he was, the king was not a bad person. He was kind of tricked into this, um, and, and ends up repenting of his sins and, like, I, but, I mean, the ending where they're, like, everyone should be Christian, like, that kind of happens is he, like, basically is, like, I, I repent of this law. I realize the actual might of this, of your god. Yeah, so that ending, um, I wish I could say it surprised me. It did not. Um... (laughs) I was I was hoping for a different ending, but at the end they're like, "Wow, you're right. We shouldn't respect re- restrict people's religions. So everybody's gonna be Christian now." Yep. But that was yeah. I mean, it makes sense given like the things I know about the Christianity in those times um, and in now times yes. too. But you know, that was funny. Again, it's like the the idea of it being almost propaganda is like yes a lot of christianity specifically certain subsets and like the evangelical subset that this kind of show was targeted towards um was really about presenting a us versus the world dynamic in which it's like either you are a christian or you are like a bad person or you're against christianity um which i think has created actually a lot more harm than many other aspects of christianity but that's not a conversation we need to have right now in regards to that. Save that for episode two. Um, Save that for episode two. Yeah, and it's interesting because in Judaism, I'm pretty sure, like, the whole thing is that you're not allowed to proselytize. Like, your faith has to be a very personal thing, and, like, that's why it's so hard to convert to Judaism, because they're kind of like, we don't want you. We're full. We don't have room. <laughs> We're good. We're good. We're good. We don't want you. Oh, uh, yeah. All right, well, is there anything else? we should discuss. I feel like we gotta talk about um, QWERTY in the ending sequence. Oh, absolutely. Because this is an introduction of a running gag that will return many times that is incredibly funny. Um, in which uh, they go to look at their Bible verse for the for the episode, and first, as Bob's talking, QWERTY interrupts and sings a song, and then he goes on, and she interrupts a second time and repeats the song, um, which shows up every episode, and Bob gets more and more frustrated every time. It's really funny. Um, and then... They put the verse up on the screen, but it's not actually verse. At first, it's a recipe for meatloaf, um, which is again a very funny gag that like a kid is not going to get why that is funny, but it's hilarious to me. Um, and then we end with our verse from Isaiah, which is Isaiah like forty one ten, I think. Yeah. If you put that together, you know what that says. What? Put forty one ten, dude. If you add the middle numbers oh. together. Oh, okay, I see. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Which is just, uh, so do not fear I am with you, um, which it sums up our yeah. theme of this episode, which is, do not be afraid. Do not be Which, afraid. that was another really funny joke, sorry, to jump back to the first, um, the first, like, section, uh, Larry starts to, like, um, say the speeches the angels give when they show up to the shepherds in, like, the nativity story, which is so funny, 
Um, and I forgot that that was there, and it totally, like, took me out immediately. Yeah, that was really funny. See, like, I got, I understood that he was, like, saying something, but, like, that's the kind of thing that a Christian kid would get and think is hilarious. If you've ever done, like, a build a pageant where you, like, do the pageant right then and there, like, that's, like, one of the lines that gets read, like, every time. Like, everyone knows. I think Christmas Story is one of the, the stories that, like, kids memorize the fastest because it's the one that gets, I think, repeated the most consistently. Um, well, yeah, it's, like, the whole point of your thing. It's the whole point, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I believe, um... That's all I have to say about VeggieTales episode one, Where's God When I'm So Scared. I want to know what your uh, general takeaway is. Um, was it what you were expecting? Or were you yeah. overwhelmed, underwhelmed? I was you... extremely whelmed. I was, uh, it was, well, it met my expectations, which were high. My expectations were high. It met every one of them. Um, yeah. Uh, f- fantastic writing and uh, really funny jokes and good songs wasted on um really bad animation but also a really really good concept like bible stories told through vegetables yeah it's inherently an incredibly fun concept yeah so uh vegetables episode one 10 out of 10 maybe i mean not the best episode probably but definitely i think it was on the bottom of my list like near the bottom of my ranking like this is not a good a good one yeah let me see hang on i just want to go back and look at the list alexis made a list of all the ones that she had seen, which were, there are 51 VeggieTales episodes. She ranked 34 of them. Um, of them, Where's God When I'm So Scared was um, number 17, actually. So right in the middle. Right in the middle. I think I put it up there because it, it is a classic. And it also contains one of my favorite silly songs, Larry, um, the Water Buffalo song. Absolutely. Okay. Well, great. Thank you for joining us for the Legume Room VeggieTales Rewatch podcast. Um, we don't know when or if we're going to record a second episode, but hopefully we do. Um, thanks so much for listening. My name's Tessa. Alexis. All right. Bye. Cool. Bye. Bye.